0: Hello and welcome to another episode in our APW podcast series which looks at UK residential property from an investor's perspective. With me today are APW property experts Stuart and Callum Williamson. APW advises expats and others from all over the world and connects them with UK properties. They've helped over 2,000 people secure over £186 million worth of property. So, hello, Stuart. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And hello, Callum. Hi, Paul. I'm Paul Shearer. I'm a writer and journalist who's been working in real estate for over 15 years. I've been a serial owner and restorer of several UK and French properties for a lot longer. So, as we promised in our mooch around the market last week, we're looking at the Chancellor's Spring Budget Statement in more detail and how it affects the UK buy-to-let
1: market. Callum, what was it in it that caught your eye? I would say the discussion around the green energy initiative uh, which also ties in with epc rates i think that's sort of something worth noting for property investors really i would say as well it was a bit of a non budget for property investors i mean there wasn't really much that impacts us so stamp duty you know we'll go into that in a bit more detail but no real changes there tax changes no real changes that are going to impact us perhaps Maybe stealth tax, you know, with upper brackets not increasing, so more people will fall into those. But from a property perspective, I would say not an awful lot there, to be honest.
0: Now you mentioned the EPC rating there. Um, can you explain a
1: little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So these are your your ratings on your homes, and they go from. Uh, it stands a for to Energy to, Performance Certificate, I think, doesn't it? That's correct. So um, yeah, they go from F to A, and all homes are rated by you know, given a certificate and. By 2025, all homes will need to be C, which is very difficult for a lot of um, rental stocks such as terraced houses and things like that, you know, that were built 100, 200 years ago and aren't very energy efficient. So this green energy initiative where the VAT on, on green energy products is being cut to zero, I guess, is, is perhaps a bit of incentive for people to try and, um, you know, improve their EPC ratings before that deadline.
0: Yes, because the the rise in prices is obviously a huge thing on everyone's minds at the moment. The capped price uh, changed in April. Do you have some facts and figures for that, Stuart?
2: Well, I understand that the bill that I get from my uh, apartment above my garage has gone up by 100% in price, and that's just the gas bill. And I believe that the facts and figures are that the cost of a making a cup of tea has gone up by 30% and that we're going to get another 50% increase on the cap in October later this year.
1: So there's going to be a lot of people in the UK out of pocket because we love our tea. I think Maybe. that pr-
2: that price of tea going up by a
0: third is a, is a combination of the electricity going up by 36% and an 81% increase in gas. So it depends on how you make your tea, I guess. But yes, the capped price rose in April the 1st. It's gone up by 54% typically. And obviously, some people are on fixed term price deals, which will soften the impact, but those are going to run out eventually. So, there was this initiative in the budget about making and encouraging homeowners to go green. What were the specifics of it, uh, Callum?
1: So, it's cutting the, the VAT rate on energy-saving materials such as solar panels, heat pumps, and insulation. So they, they're cutting the rate down to zero from five. So it's 5%, which, and again, is not massive. And I think we we touched on this in the... Uh, the market mosey, you know, how big of an impact is this going to have? I'm not sure. But a quote we've got here from a summary of the budget I was reading, you know, a family having a solar panel installed will see tax savings worth £1,000 and savings on their energy bill of over 300 per year, says Rishi Sunak. So a family having a
0: solar panel installed will see tax savings worth £1,000 and savings on their energy bill of over £300 a year. Stuart, you think that that is not really much in terms of the cost of actually getting a house to the EPC rating of C?
2: Well, it's a bit of a nonsense, to be fair. I telephoned my local inspector down in um, Wales and asked him about what we needed to do to get our house up to the level that is required. And he said that he wouldn't do anything because, frankly, by the time it comes around, 2025 they'll have changed their minds again as to what is required. And bearing in mind it's currently twelve to £15,000 pounds to get a basic property, a basic home upgraded to C, then it's just not worth it at all. £300 pounds saving a year and yet expanding £15,000 pounds to get that, that's not a very good return on investment really.
0: Yes. And ju- just to clarify, those EPC ratings of C have to be there for all new tenancies from 2025 and for all tenancies from 2028. So it's coming on us soon
2: enough. Yes, indeed. It's um, it's a good target to have, I'm sure. But it's like everything. You know, it's one of these sort of NIMBY things, not in my backyard. If people have to pay for things themselves, they don't do it. You know, they might... You know, see the benefit environmentally, but they won't want to do it themselves unless the government comes up with some sort of plan of how to implement these sort of changes and offers probably, I would say, interest-free finance for people to do it, then it won't be done. You only have a a third of all houses in the UK at the moment that are EPCC or above. So what are they going to do with the rest? Let us say 50% don't qualify. They're going to take 50% out of the buy-to-let market, out of the rental market, you know that'll just be a disaster, and no government who wants to stay in power would take that route. They have to encourage people to actually make the changes and get it done. And there is no clear policy. The House of Lords recently censured the government for not having a policy that's transparent or effective.
0: Hmm. Well, I think there probably will be a focus on energy uh, through the year. Clearly, the government is reeling from crisis after crisis uh there was an initiative from the german government as well wasn't there
2: they brought forward some spending Yeah, you know, basically it's on, on the back of two things really one is you know the ukraine crisis in that you know they're getting 75% of their energy from from russia via gas the other is lignite uh, coal that they embraced so they've got to reverse that very quickly so they brought forward 300 billion pounds worth of spending to increase their efficiency but they made a decision and they've gone out and done it and this is the problem with the uk government is the forever in committee i mean look at hs2 how many times that's been approved and then cancelled it's the same sort of thing they can't make a decision because they can't get a, a quorum together to push it through
0: any change on stamp duty in the budget
2: no there were there wasn't any changes it was apparently leaked beforehand that it was going to see some changes but They can't. Not a state of the tax situation in the UK. They're putting up taxes across the board. And by not changing it, it's actually putting it up. Same with inheritance tax. That hasn't changed since 2012. And stamp duty won't change because it earns them too much money. It's an illogical tax because it stops people moving around the country and it stops people taking up better jobs than they've got now. But unfortunately, it's what's been set up and they're sticking with it.
0: What about the tax cut that was announced in the budget, Callum?
1: Can you take us through that? The changes to to tax thresholds for both national insurance and uh, the basic rate of income tax. So national insurance is up £3,000 to take it to the same as the income tax bracket, which is £12,750 sterling. And the basic rate of income tax is going to be cut from 20% to 19%. And then as well, I think, you know, it's worth noting, it wasn't obviously in the budget, but there is sort of talk of this stealth tax, you know, so they haven't increased the upper limits on allowances and and these sorts of things. So more people are going to fall into paying higher tax as a result of that. And I think from a property perspective, what can you do there? It's company formation, you know, and setting up a company to own your properties because that's by far a more tax efficient way for an investor to do things.
0: The property idea is that it's the relationship between the landlords and the tenants, and the and national insurance is going to have a big impact on tenants and their disposable income.
2: An area we haven't really talked about is the effect of increased energy prices on a major sector of the rental market in the UK, which is the HMO landlord area. I mean, basically, what is happening is that because people can't afford to buy and rental bonds that are building their deposits. Are not growing well enough because of the interest rates are so low then people are trying to find ways to go into cheaper accommodation and hmos were a cheap way of doing that have a room and share the utilities now with the cost of utilities going up landlords are having to deal with those and they have to and now have to pass them on to a large extent to the tenants which has never been done before because they've had to cap what they can bear themselves
0: Yes, and this relationship between landlord and tenant is dependent on that tax take from the government and the cost of living for the tenants. Uh, And it's obviously going to be something that's going to play out over this year as the inflation rises, as the energy costs rise, and as the tax take rises.
1: For sure, yeah. And and again, sir, I I think... um... You can treat sort of being a landlord, obviously, you can have, put a management company in place who can sort of look after tenants for you. But I think as well, you know, it's important at times like this to have a bit of um, flexibility. You know, if you want good quality long term tenants, then you want to treat them, you know, in the correct manner so that they stay with you for a long time and you, you can keep your property rented out. And if that me- means taking a small hit for a short while, personally, I would be happy to do that rather than lose a tenant. So I think um, those are some of the things you need to consider.
0: But overall in the budget, it was a relatively quiet uh, spring statement for landlords. Uh, We'll wait and see what the autumn statement brings. But that's all we've got time for today. Next week's podcast will be a city watch, and we'll be putting Birmingham under the microscope. Join us then, but until then, thank you very much to Stuart. Thank you, Paul. And thank you to Callum. Thanks, Paul. My name is Paul Shearer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at The Art of Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.